the standard that, that the public expects. That's what I expect out of myself is what the public expects. And, and I think that's what, you know, defines a quote-unquote grinder. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. Are you a grinder? Do you go above and beyond what's required, not for the praise, but because you know it's necessary? My guest today is TJ Ward, and he joins me to explain the grinder mindset. It's an attitude that says good enough is never good enough. And grinders absolutely do not believe in leaving things to luck or chance. T.J. Ward is a captain in Carroll County, Georgia. He's on Georgia Search and Rescue Task Force 6, and he's one of the Georgia Smoke Divers. T.J. is also a co-founder of Do Your Part Training, and he joins me now. T.J. Ward, welcome to Code 3. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad to be here. So define for me, what is a grinder? A, a grinder is pretty much somebody that you count on uh, the, the few people that you see in the majority that, that get things done for the right reasons. People who are always focused on the mission and, and the task at hand and whatever that may be very selfless people and just genuine people that, that you're lucky to know. So would you say that on the whole in the fire service, there are more grinders than non grinders or the other way around? I personally believe that it's the other way around. I think there's a lot of things that influence firemen that are a little misguided sometimes, and, and usually that falls back to the minimum standard set for them. Give me an example of one of those things that you think they're misguided about. R- really the mission and what it's about, and I think it's it's so easy to lose focus in our line of work with the amount of fires that have, that have gone down, the different size departments, different call volume, things like that, that it's so easy to fall into the trap of, you know, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be my department. I'll never have to do that. And it's so easy to lose focus based off of, you know, some of those factors. We just spoke with Andrew Sauter, and this sounds a lot like what he called owning it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's an attitude that you either have or you don't. It is. I, bl- I believe so. And, and And I think anybody can learn it. You know, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't one of these people that at one point in my career, um, I think we've all been there. Nobody's perfect. It, it, it takes definitely some outside influence and some excellent mentors, you know, to guide you to be the person that you become. So how do you learn it? Do you learn it by example or what? Example is a big one. Um, I myself learned it. For what it's worth, just by branching out of the the department that I was in for a little while, that's all I ever knew was one department, really one type of mindset and and one way of thinking about the job. And I kind of expanded my training, got out, 
visited other departments, other agencies, took some classes and realized very fast that there was a there was a lot more out there than than what I knew about and never really looked back. So this is just as much about what you know as what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you say that firefighters limit themselves by not learning more? I, I don't know if it's so much the firefighter. The the you know, the individual can only be held responsible to to some extent, but I think that a lot of it falls back on the fire service as a whole and the, the standard that the minimum standard that the fire service has set and that people's department set because it's I mean it's uncomfortably low and and it's alarming that you know you can meet the minimum standard and really you're not you're not really available to accomplish a whole lot if you just meet the minimum standard it's my personal belief that you can set your own standard to to what you want to be what you want to become what type of fireman you want to be what type of crew you want to be and the standard that I fall back to isn't isn't my department standard it's not the fire services overall standard it's the standard that that the public expects that's what i expect out of myself is what the public expects and and i think that's what you know defines a quote-unquote grinder someone who lets other people set the standard for themselves um i'm gonna i'm it's my goal to be nothing short of what someone expects me to do when i get on a scene when people dial 911 and you respond to their emergency they expect five CrossFit champion brain surgeons to get off the truck and handle whatever problem comes across. And and if all you ever do is train to the minimum standard of your department, um, oftentimes you're going to show up and scratch your head. <laughs> I'll be back with more right after this. On any given day, you are tasked to be your best and power through the worst of times, all at a moment's notice. We know the sacrifices you make each and every day. Your success relies on superior equipment and the best training available. That's why Federal Resources is here to support you, the everyday hero. We are here so you can excel. Discover your success at federalresources.com. So does that mean we need higher minimum standards? Absolutely. Absolutely we do. We need to to let other things dictate our minimum standard. And too often, too often the minimum standard is is just that it's so low that damn near anybody can meet it. And and I think it's okay to say that that's not okay. Uh this is a it's a very noble profession that we're in. And I don't personally believe that just anybody can do it. I think it takes a, a special type of person, you know, f- physically and mentally. There's a there's a ton of factors that that go into what makes a great fireman, and I think often those uh, a lot of those are overlooked. Until we have those higher basic standards, then whose responsibility is it to make sure that people grind, for lack of a better word? It all falls back to leadership. I've known some excellent, excellent firemen, um, lieutenants, captains that go above and beyond the minimum standard because they do it for themselves. They, you know, they see the they see the big picture and and they want to be something better, and and they are. And it has nothing to do with the leadership in the department. It's no reflection of them whatsoever. So a lot of it does fall on the individual. But at the end of the day. 
the the responsible parties are the leadership. That's often a uh, a neglected mindset, I think. All right, T.J. Ward, thanks for talking with me today. Thank you so much, Scott. And we put some more information about grinders and T.J.'s Do Your Part training on our website at code3podcast.com slash grinder. Check it out. Here comes your trivia question. At what level must the low air alarm on an SCBA bottle activate? I'll have the answer right after this. If you like Code 3, you'll love the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more discussion with our guests on any topic. Sometimes it's serious. Anywhere from 14 to 18,000 volts of electricity shot into my right hand and exited my right leg and right arm. Spent about four and a half months in a burn unit. Sometimes it's not so serious. And once again, I, I refer to the late Chief Brunacini. I can remember when his book first came out, Fireground Command, there were people that were ready to hang him in effigy. And, and nowadays, we refer to him as St. Bruno. But it's only available to patrons of Code 3. Find out what you've been missing. Go to Code3Podcast.com slash support. Pledge just $10 a month to support Code 3, and you'll get immediate access to all the bull sessions in our library and future interviews as we post them. Become a patron today. Here's the trivia answer. According to NFPA 1981, low air alarms on air bottles must activate when the cylinder reaches 33%. Now that's a 2013 standard. It used to be 25%. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I hope you'll join me then. I'm Scott R. and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.